We are not sports censor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Debate Amongst Friends. I am the Professor John Guiding. My co-host over here is Doc Leesner, the podcasting beast, and we're ready to provide you with another fun edition of sports news, analysis, and the reads. Take me out to the ball game. Pie me some peanuts and cracker jacks. But don't you dare swing three up on count up seven. Doc, this has been the big news all day today in the MLB Major League Baseball, for those that don't know what that acronym means. That an unwritten rule was violated. And we're using unwritten rule in quotations, folks. The doc, Chris Woodward, was heated. Heated. Because Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a grand slam up on the count, 3-0. And the baseball world and the casual sports world are going insane. Doc, what was your thoughts when you found out about the story? I mean, my initial thoughts were to find the quote-unquote unwritten rules like I did prior to we started this um, this segment here. And again, we play a different sport. You know, we know that when we are, let's say football, for example. When I'm playing Madden, I'm blowing the team out. Or if I'm playing NCAA in the past. We'll go with NCAA because I think that's a, that's, a better, that's a better example. Yeah. If you were to try and run up the score in NCAA for Xbox or Xbox 360, you would actually get a penalty for continuing to not score, but if you continue to pass. Yes. And you were up by uh, more than four scores, I believe. So you would get a penalty for running up the score. Yeah, it's essentially unsportsmanlike conduct. No, I mean not not a flag. No. It wouldn't be a flag, and I mean it's just the, I guess the points that would allow you to upgrade and all that stuff. You would get negative twenty five points. Gotcha. In Madden, I think Charles Davis says something like, "I'm surprised they're still passing. You know, they're up big. You know, with you know little time on the clock. Now they're just trying to run up the score." Yeah, unwritten rules. You know, we talked about it yesterday. Basketball, the clock is running out. The game is one. You don't take a final shot. Nope. To try and increase the score. Yep. Or to increase your own which, stats. Or increase your own stats, which I think might have happened with like maybe Chris Paul or somebody a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it wasn't Chris Paul. It was someone else. Yeah, it was someone yeah, else. Yeah, take a take a shot and I think they were like fouled or something stupid happened. Evan but Turner. Evan Turner, that's what it was. But in baseball, like it's you're up. Mm-hmm. There's a pitch, a sweet pitch. Yep. I mean this pitch is right down the alley. Right there is sweet. And and it's like you're gonna get walked or you're gonna get a strike. Why not swing and take this. Yeah. I don't understand why everybody's so mad. I, I'm not understanding the unwritten rule about this. 
Um, I think it may is it because he grand slam like they were going to score. Anyway. I think the fact was, I mean, he was going to score. They was going to score anyway. Like, let's get that out the way, folks. Like, it was going to become eight nothing anyway. Period. So let's get that out the way. That's one. So, so hold on, but hold on. So had he pop, popped out, like if he, if he, it was a fly out. Mm-hmm. Would we be still talking about this? No. No, and I'm so glad that you use that analogy because my other part is, well, what if he decided to go for the walk and they scored and they got out the inning? We have seen in baseball, folks, teams come back from being down big. This has happened. And you know what we'll be talking about instead? Man, how come they didn't stay aggressive? How come they didn't put the foot on the on the gas? How come they didn't keep going? How come they didn't, you know, do all this and do all that? And now they become the laughing stock. No, that's facts. Yeah, so, so in this scenario, you can't have your cake and eat it, folks. I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. You just can't. It's not fair. No, really it's can't. not fair. No, that's absolutely facts. And that's why I'm I'm trying to understand like they're up. You know, if the pitchers if the pitchers back behind three zero, you know that fourth pitch is going to be a strike. Exactly, like you know they need that strike. They need to try to get out this inning. We have seen pitchers give up ten runs in an inning. <laughs> like all they want to do is get out of there, but if but if they're behind on the count, they're trying to get that first strike. Because nothing else is working, or the uh, batter box is smaller than it needs to be. Right. Like it's all these different variables that no one's really considering. Like, is it a sportsman? Like, not really. And here's why: you've been taught to swing. Right. You've been taught to try to get on base. This is what you worked your entire life for. Why would you not swing? Now you just made a highlight. You got a grand slam. I believe it was his first grand slam, actually. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out because I didn't see the tweet when it first came out, but I see that LeBron, the King James, says, man, that was bogus as hell. Come on, man. I don't know if that was in support of the home run or against the home run. It doesn't matter. But most of the people said, most of the people said, keep. Swinging, yeah, and keep playing just hard. keep swinging. I mean, that's on the pitcher, and this goes back to what Bill Belichick used to say do your job, like we're gonna just keep do, scoring exactly. It's as, it's as Cam Newton said, You want to stop me from dancing in the end zone, stop me from scoring, stop me, stop me from scoring. Uh, and I just don't, yeah, I don't understand what rule or what why that would even come to play where. We're playing baseball. Just be, it's just the pitcher being butthurt about it. And, of course, we have been fiending mm-hmm. for stories in sports that they are clinging on to everything. Yeah. I mean, despite the fact that no one's talking about how much a lot of these pitchers, especially those Boston Red Sox, have been pitching awful so far this year. No one's talking about that. But we're going to talk about this? Sucks. I'm just about like pitching in general in the MLB well, have, have been, <laughs> I mean, and they're trying to get their groove and I understand that too, but like, it's mm-hmm. been, it's been so, so if we're going to be honest, no. 
No, I get it. I get it. Um, but no, I, I just I believe that uh, this is a situation where let the let the guys play. Just let them play. Yeah, just let them play yeah. because the situation would be completely different if he allowed the walk. They got out the inning, and then something magical started to happen. Yeah, it's happened before. I mean. Now who's you know who's the dummy now? Right. Like stop it, folks. Stop it. Like I understand from a sportsmanship standpoint, but at the same time, I mean, you just gotta swing. I mean, but at the same time, like- it was the eighth inning. I understand, like the game's almost over, but we've seen we've seen teams score. You know, even. You know, score, you know, like a dozen points in like the eighth inning, the ninth inning. Like these things can happen. Anything is anything is possible. Like it can happen, folks. Yeah. So no, this is this is just the media trying to grab onto everything. Like this has happened before. This isn't the first time it's happened. This isn't gonna be the last. That's all I gotta say about that. So I'm curious. What they're trying to say the rule is. Like, so he should have just not swung. Period. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing. Either, either, either he shouldn't have swung or he shouldn't have swung to actually hit the ball. That's the dumbest thing ever. Which is why I say these are unwritten rules that should never be written down. <laughs> but see, that's the problem because, you know, people are saying here and, and look, former pitcher it says here and he's an analyst he said the thing is i'm old enough to know that i grew up in a game that a lot of older guys had power and they would tell you how to act and what to do yeah but he said unwritten rules only work if everyone knows the unwritten rule exactly and that's what i'm saying so it's like i understand that it's supposed to be not written but it's like if nobody knows the unwritten rules especially among the young guys you know that decision to take a swing is off limits. Like it's just like you're gonna do. You're gonna just play baseball. It's a non-issue. That's really at the end of the day. It's just a non-issue. Because the thing is, and this is what it says, and, and this is kind. Of, this kind of goes back to what I was saying before, or what you were saying earlier. It's like had he hit a one zero or a two zero fastball, we wouldn't even have cared. Nope. But the fact that he hit a 3-0, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he took that swing. Like, who does he think he is? I am. All I'm saying is, where is the Rangers manager coming out there to help, you know, calm this pitcher down or at least make a switch or something? Like, like where was he? I have no idea. Maybe he was in the same place that, you know, the former owner of EA Sports is. He's gone. <laughs> And on that note, folks, we'll be right back with more debate amongst trans right after this. And speaking of EA, John Gotti, that professor right over there, sent a video. If you don't follow us on 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, all of the social media platforms, Undebate Amongst Friends, and Gaming Amongst Friends, um, but posted the death of EA, which, if you don't know, that's Electronic Arts, uh, the creators of games such as Madden, NBA Live, you know, uh, Fight Night. Uh, Tiger Woods, PGA. Yeah, which they've had a great FIFA games. Street, uh, NBA Street. Mm -hmm. They've done a lot of different things. Um, But the death of EA is on YouTube. And uh, it brought- also give a big follow and big shout outs to uh, Soft Drinks TV, actually, who is actually the creator of the video. Make sure you check out his content. He has some incredible stuff. Once again, that's Soft Drinks TV. They really killed it. And I liked how they included people who genuinely love and play these games mm-hmm. to this day. So it's like. Um, I think it was Eric Mayweather, I believe, is one of the guys that's on the video. And it was funny because I literally had just watched his uh, video on Madden 21 yep. and 2K and NBA 2K, even though it's not a EA game. But I had just watched his videos. And to hear him talking about how Madden has fallen off so badly, um, I mean, it's pretty sad. Like, the whole video is sad. Like, it's a somber sad, depressing, um, it's just, oh man. Culmination of a lot of issues due to businessmen wanting to do things for a business sense and not so much for the consumers. Only over the last couple of years, you know, like in, like. Once, once the macro microtransaction became such a huge craze. And you know what I think, because and maybe I didn't realize what it was, because it seems though it seems as though they started with FIFA. Yes. And I don't really remember Madden Ultimate Team coming to Madden until the last four or five years. I remember we had a conversation about it, and I I call I, I call it today, of course, the Pokemon of Madden, uh, but it's the, pretty much the Pokemon of Electronic Arts. It's like, oh my God, you got to collect them all. You know, you got to collect the best cards. You know, only thing about it is. Everybody who has money mm-hmm. or because it's not really a work ethic. It's like you're not really working for this. You might just pay for these special packs. You know, you might complete a challenge here and there, but you're not grinding as we do in certain games. You're not farming for specific players. You know what I mean? Like it would be different if they were actually farming for specific players. Oh, I have to play this particular challenge over and over to get this player. But it's like, no, I can just buy this pack. I can buy that pack. Uh, I can just keep buying packs until I get that gold or whatever color yep. Michael Vick, you know, or or that gold or whatever color Bo Jackson. And so it's like it's taking fantasy football historically and putting a price tag on it for people to play it virtually. And I think that's why I love the EFL so much. And that's because it's the complete opposite, like the complete opposite. It kind of takes us back to where there were no abilities. There is no ultimate players. It's like, here it is skill versus skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, they, and it's, it's actually pretty hilarious. But so within the video, they mentioned that Madden tournament that we talked about a few I months saw, back. I saw it. 
joke. Yeah, I saw it on yep. there. And I was, <laughs> I, was, I was laughing because I was like, yo, it's facts. He didn't have to complete one pass. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not skill. That's that poor game development. Like, you've seen it. I mean, you've watched EFL games where, you know, people who are 50s, 60s, you know, low 70 players playing just like they're 80, 90. Yeah. And it was funny because in the video, the guy said all Madden pretty much does things to make it seem like they want you to lose. Yeah, and and, like, and oh, I compared it to um, quarter eating games back in the arcade days, um, where you're playing the, a video game, and I would use like Street Fighter Alpha Three for example. Sure. And you're playing it, and then all of a sudden you're facing Chung Lee. She's like the fifth person you have to fight, and she's in um, Zisms, which is like sure. one one red bar, and she just goes absolutely ballistic. And there's nothing you can do to really beat her. That's quarter eating. And that's essentially what all Madden is. So, you know, it just so happened that it wasn't until maybe three weeks ago, you know, I'm sitting here playing and I'm like, okay, I could kind of see what the AI is doing a little bit now um, that I can play a little better. But now we're going into Madden 21, which, of course, comes out this week or early if you – oh, hello, that person. Uh, early if you uh, pre-ordered it on Friday. But it's like they're going to be changing certain mechanics. So yep. it, it's beneficial to those who don't like classic Madden. If you don't like classic Madden, it, the people who enjoyed classic live – the people who enjoyed, I think one person said they really enjoyed NHL like 2006 or 2014 or some, one of those older years. Um, NCAA football, we talked about that yesterday, mm-hmm. where really all they had to do was just stop making players in the likeness of the real players, and they could have just kept going. Um, but it, it just turned into a, a ridiculous a show of money and politics and they just said oh you know forget it we just won't do it when they're playing the college they're paying the colleges anyway all they had to do was just not use the player likenesses i, I think that would have been completely fine i will agree um, with you. yeah we could have just kept it rolling they could have made a, a regular game and it would have been all good um but i think the origin of ea you know is really motivating you know, that's the, the part that's you know, you're happy about. Like, here's a guy, here's a guy who wanted to automate and create a game with developers based on his love and understanding of football. Yes. I mean, you cannot I mean you could, but you can't teach that. No. You know, like you I was really happy to hear him say, like, I love football and the games that we had just didn't do it for me. So it's like, here's a problem. Here's a solution. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to just create it myself. Yes. And then you go on from that, increasing the generations and, you know, moving forward, Genesis, um, all these other things, PlayStation, to where here we are in the 2000s and you have... Uh, two dozen games. And now here we are years later 
and now we got four. Five. Just four. Four. It's four. You know. Well, I think they still they do so four sport titles. Yes. They do have some other things which which is on EA Access that they don't really market as high. Um, obviously they do the Sims and some other things. Um, but I feel like these sport titles, they the people that are behind these these games, they don't have the love for sports that they should. And I think we talked about this with the ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, saying that certain people shouldn't be so high, certain people shouldn't be so low. You know, obviously that doesn't affect us for EFL because we're looking for whoever's 75 and under. Yeah. Uh, which they'll, they'll, obviously there'll always be people who are 75 and under, or we'll just have to change it from 75 to whatever it is. Um, but. I don't know. I just thought that the, doc, the this documentary was really, really good. Um, I hate to see certain games have fallen off so badly. Um, but, I mean, you can't blame anything but the new People, ownership. Yeah. Or new leadership. It's, it's, yeah. The, it's the brass. Um, I watched it out the top of my head. Um it is, it's a game, it's another game. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how a lot of the developers get a lot of flack because the game, you know, stinks, like it's pretty bad. Sure. But when they had a chance to speak to developers, like the developers talking about how much they really, actually it was actually in this video, in fact, mm-hmm. where they were like, the developers really speak about how passionate they are and they really want to produce a great game. But unfortunately, you know, what deterred them from creating a good product for, of course, you know, we the consumers is the people who are making the business decisions. No, right. I did and and all, I all they have right. to, all they're told to do is, you know, code it this way and then push it out. And then, you know, maybe we'll see about fixing it later, which is what I was talking about um, when we talked about uh, Madden, you know, weeks back from the show, where um, it just seemed like they just continually just push out unfinished products. Which I can understand that. And I think the ideas behind certain things, and obviously the new thing that's coming this year is this whole NFL, I guess it's going to be like an NFL street kind of thing, like NFL blitz kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, where they're going to be, it's pretty much moving away from real football. Yes. And arcade style, uh, which would, of course, coincide with what 2K does with the park, which I told my brother, it's like, at this point, like, we shouldn't even be looking to play real basketball. We should just, we should just play in the park all day. We shouldn't even worry about playing in, in, the, in the rec center with five people. It should just, we should just, me and him should just play two on two, pretty much, <laughs> and just call it a day, you know, and uh, go from there. But yeah, I think it's just one of them things where you're gonna have to, you know, buy these games with a grain of salt. Luckily, it's not like you can't go back and play the old titles, update the rosters, you know, the way you like them. You know, I still hook up my Xbox 360 from time time to time and put my NCAA in. Um, I definitely appreciate the people online who still update the rosters mm-hmm. to be current. Um, I, I appreciate that because 2014 obviously was one of the last years. I think 2015 was the last year with RG3 on the cover. Uh, but 
it, it was one of the last games to really, really be good. Yes. Like, it was really, really good. And I just, I, I don't know how we can get back there. It, it seems so far, it seems so long ago. Six years ago. Six. 2014. Six years ago, the last NCAA game came out. And it's playability is still, it's still good, you know, from living your dream and playing in college football to being a coach in college football. And like I told you, being able to start as an offensive or defensive coordinator and then work your way up to being head coach or going right in as a head coach, it's just fun, you know? Like, it, it was a, it's a fun experience. Um, even in March Madness, which they didn't even talk about, Nope. They didn't even mention March Madness because March Madness ended uh, a decade prior. Yeah. Uh, because of people suing. Uh, March Madness, I believe the last one was in 2010. I think that's the one with Blake Griffin, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, I have 2009. Um, and even that game, being a, being a coach, recruiting, um, you know, going through and trying to sign players, doing visits, like going into the the mindset of being a college coach and having to do certain things. Like these were the things that made it fun. It didn't matter. So the last March Madness game was 08. 08, so I have 07. And then they did a NCAA basketball in for 09, and then they did an, the last one, which is NCAA basketball 10. Which is Blake Griffin. NCAA. Uh, Basketball 10, yes. So that's Blake Griffin. Before that is Kevin Love. 2008, March Madness is Kevin Durant. I have the one with Kevin Love. So they changed it from... Uh, March Madness to just NCAA basketball. Yep. Gotcha. So which didn't make any sense. I don't know why they changed the name. But yeah, the one that I play is 2009. Now, I want you to guess, sir, you know, how much a NCAA 2010 go for right now without looking. Oh, I know it's going to cost a heck of a lot of money. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's almost 50 to $60, depending on the season. I am surprised it's that low. And this is why I say that. No, I agree. This, this is why I say that. So, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on Dreamcast. Excellent game. Great game. I believe on Amazon runs for about a hundred something to about three thousand dollars on on Amazon. eBay, I believe people are really trying to get that money. So I will say this for PlayStation 3, it looks like NCAA 2010 is I see one for seventy-five and I see one for a hundred and ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this this one here says like new um, yeah there's not gonna be any that's brand new you're not gonna find that yeah but 2009 which i kind of enjoyed 2009 that's why i purchased it uh it was only like 20 bucks you know so i thought 2009 was okay i didn't have a problem with it um but yeah 2010 it being the last one and i think the controls were really good on 2010 um but i really did enjoy 2009 um but just thinking back like Instead of canceling a whole franchise of games, putting people out of work, moving people around, just change the dynamic. Maybe you don't put 
like think about back in the day and you're gonna remember this and you're gonna probably laugh but did you really care that it was player number 23 or number 99 or 34 no you know for in NBA Live, when they couldn't get Kobe, not Kobe, they couldn't uh, get Jordan, yep, Shaq, Jordan, Shaq, Pippen, all those Barkley. cats. Yep. Yeah, like we didn't, we didn't care. We knew who player number ninety nine was. Yeah, we knew, you know, we knew who player number thirty four was. Like, come on. So to me, it, it's like, why not just do that? Like, it doesn't have to be their likeness. You just change a feature instead of Shaq being seven foot. Maybe you make him six eleven. Or maybe you make them seven one. It didn't have to be like this. It didn't, but it got to that point, and we lost it. Now we lost it. But here's the thing, though. I'm happy that it's gone because you would have loved it because of what it was instead of what it could have been. That's true. It could have been. It could have been what Madden is today, and in fact, probably worse. I just don't know. I don't know. I think it would have been hard for them to mess up. Like, like think about it like this. You're only allowed to use deep three schools, which you probably you probably would like, but not anyone else. I would love that. But oh you God. have to unlock D2. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, AA, <laughs> AA1 and then D, <laughs> D1. Like, you have to unlock these things. Yeah, you have to pay for the special. Yes. But- that is a great idea, though. I think I. Th- oh, and anyone from EA is listening right now, you better pay us for that idea because we will I sue. Would love that. And I always thought, and this is going to sound crazy, but I always thought a high school game would have been awesome. Even as a kid, <sighs> see I thought now, I, now it, that's that's going to be a lot more issues. You know, but you think about it like you take the top ten to twenty high schools, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not the top ten, maybe take the top five high schools from like certain regions, and you just put them in a game, like, and then you have to like recruit elementary kids, pretty much. Like, I think that would be so great. I so the, while I can agree with that, I feel like that's going to open up a huge can of worms. <laughs> Those worms will be so huge. Oh my god! But I like the idea of the D three schools. I think there are enough D three or D two. It's a lot of schools. To it's where I don't think there's a hundred and eighty something D one schools currently. I think that would be cool. No, three hundred something uh, Division one schools, something like that. Throw the HBCUs in there. I think you know. I think it would be pretty awesome. Um, I don't think they would care if their likeness is in the game. <laughs> Who the high school kids? No, the D three kids. I don't gotcha. think they would care as much. Yeah, put my likeness in there. I want my. I mean, they're gonna put themselves in the game anyway. True. So yeah, put my likeness in there. I think that would be that would be great. But they could have came up with something better than just. Getting and they could have. They really could have. Although right now I'm looking at this article that's showing all the D one schools. They don't have a number, but we do see. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I don't see I think, our alma, alma mater, though. Well, St. Peter's is, is D1. That's why. Yeah, D1. That's what I'm looking at. Oh, you're looking at D1. I, yeah, I'm I, looking I, at D1. I'm, talking about D1. I'm looking for St. Peter's, but I don't oh. see it. Well, how are we D1? Oh, because that's know. New York. And all those other schools are freaking New York. And there it is. Okay. Okay. I'm like, don't you try to play us out. Okay, but folks... <laughs> Because we're going to keep going on and on about these video yeah. games stuff. And I'm going to start looking up stats. We'll be right back with more Debate Amongst Friends. 
right after this. And we are back, and I got a question for you, Prof. So, what time is it? Game time. Who? Dame time. Dame time. Who? <laughs> Damian Lillard, who just so happened, and I hope it's not a final thought for you, just so happened to be pretty much the unanimous bubble MVP. Uh, he Which is still a really, stupid concept. He, hey, it's I'm a stupid okay concept. That. Let me tell you why it's not stupid because. If it wasn't a bubble MVP, they would have given it to LeBron. They're gonna give him the MVP anyway. I don't think so. I think I think it's gonna be the the forerunners, Giannis or James Harden, like it was. I don't think LeBron was up there. I don't even I don't even remember LeBron playing. But we'll get to LeBron. They haven't played a game in the playoffs yet. Let's see what happens. But right now we're. We just got past the play-in game. Trailblazers beat the Grizzlies in a thrilling fashion, 126-122. They were really going at it. Um, Obviously, the Grizzlies were playing do or die. Ja Morant came out. I really like the play from Dylan Brooks. I think he's going to be a really, really big player in in this league. Absolutely. Um, uh, Obviously, they have some young pieces there that – I think they can really build something there, maybe get a piece or two in the draft or in free agency. And um, I think they're going to be pretty solid. But what we're getting from the Trail Blazers is amazing. Um, what what not only Dame Lillard, but I think people are sleeping on C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum, uh, uh, Nurkic as well, really, too, who's, who's been you know playing with a heavy heart uh, this past week as well. Um I mean, they're playing some inspired basketball. I mean, I feel bad because they've been this good before. I mean, we're talking about a, a team that was in the Western Conference Finals. They were. Last you year. Have, um, you also have Carmelo, who's getting the disrespect removed from his <sighs> I'm so happy about I'm I'm happy for Melo, by the way. Like, And I've been saying this for a while. I have not changed that stance. Like, I would have been very happy to see Melo get his first ring. I'm not saying that Tribba is going to win. But you know, I w- I'm very happy for the success that he's having. He's gelling great. He spoke nothing but high praise for Dame Lola as well, too. Uh, this team is really, really good. Offensively, they, they are, are really, really good. It was to the point to where the Memphis Grizzlies had to resort to a box zone to try to contain Dame, and that didn't even help. Uh, CJ McCullum with a dagger three. Very clutch shot towards the end of the game as well, too. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be great to see what they do um, as they proceed in their first-round game against the Lakers, whom everyone is yeah. just saying that the Lakers are just going to steamroll them. But as we've seen now... Well, let's hold on. Let's not get to that yet. Let's not get to that yet. Unless you want to go preview first. Let's go preview. Okay. Let's go preview. So we can go to that. All right, so... I personally think the Trailblazers and Lakers matchup is so big. And the only reason I say that is because you're going to have Nurkic versus Anthony Davis. But then when when Anthony, you know, when Nurkic goes out, you got Hassan Whiteside coming in. And I know that they have Dwight Howard, you know, but Dwight's not an offensive threat. We all know this. No. I mean, Dwight's not. He's not. You know, he might catch a couple alley-oops, but he's not doing anything. He's not. I he's not the defensive threat he used to be either. 
I don't think he is either. Um, but I think this is going to be a really, really good matchup. And I don't know if, even though I know I said earlier that, you know, the Bucks would, you know, destroy the Magic, which we'll get into, you know, like they should be looking past the Magic. I don't think Laker fans, obviously, not just because of Dame, but because of the Trailblazers as a whole, mm-hmm. should look past the Trailblazers at all. Like, this is an NBA final-worthy game had one of these teams been on the other side. I would say this can potentially be Maz versus Warriors, back when the Maz were the one seed and the Warriors were the eight seed. Like, people sleeping on this team so much that all of a sudden it's 3-0 and the Lakers are down. I don't think nobody's sleeping on them though right now. I don't. I well, think now they're not. Yeah, I think if like, and I think I said that a couple of days ago. Yeah, when I said if the Grizzlies got in, oh, the Lakers would be probably happy with the yeah. Grizzlies beating the Trailblazers. But with the Trailblazers, the way Dame is playing, CJ Carmelo, and these guys are playing as well as uh, Gary Trent. Yep, Gary know. Trent. And I didn't even realize, or at least I forgot that. Mario Hazania was on the bench. Mario, yep, a former Nick who I really liked. Yeah, he, he was really, really good. And yep. I mean, you never know. He might come in and just catch fire. But um, I just feel like this is going to be one of those series that really, really pushes the Lakers to either greatness or we you are who we thought you were. Exactly. And we you always say it was really funny, though, because I had a chance to listen to a soundbite from First Take. This is going to be real funny. Stephen A. Smith essentially tried to shift the pressure responsibilities away from LeBron and squarely on Anthony Davis. So if they just so happen to not win the championship, guess who he would try to shift the blame to? course i mean that's not funny that's just facts i think that's always how it's been i think that's why Kyrie left you know that, that that's why that's what it is i mean that's not that's not funny at all i hate that actually yes <laughs> that's just the way it is you know oh, it's the lebron effect and you know i guess he's trying to say what anthony davis has to be hungrier than lebron don't know I mean, don't know I, yeah, like you don't know you because I mean, throughout the regular season, Anthony Davis shown that he was really, really hungry. He was hungry. I thought, in fact, I would probably put Anthony Davis in the MVP conversation over LeBron. I would too, but that's here or there. I'm not gonna go there. Uh, so the other game won tonight, obviously, by Houston Rockets, which should have started probably. Well, I guess it's about to start. Yeah, the Heat and Pacers just ended. Um, so the Rockets and Thunder game one, um, obviously no Russell Westbrook, um, James Harden, Chris Paul. You know, it's going to be an interesting series. I hate playing the Thunder just as much as I hate playing the, the um, Trailblazers. Tra- Trailblazers. Yep. Um, I feel like it's always the same series. But this year, with us, us playing this small ball lineup that we got going on, I'm a little worried, of course, because – uh, Steven Adams is probably going to destroy us, but 
Um, I'm be honest with you. It's the first time I don't see us winning this series. Um, I don't think we're going to be proceeding forward. I think um, as much as I love the small ball, I feel like eventually it's going to it's going to uh, the toll is going to weigh on us too much, and um, I just don't I don't know. I, I would be surprised if we we won this series. I, I'll say that. And that's I that's understand fan. that. Um, I will say this, if Westbrook comes out, comes back, uh, during this series round game three, maybe game four, that could help shift everything for the series. I'm not as confident just the same as you and your rockets as well, because they are essentially playing Don Nelson ball to the extreme living and dying by that three and if it's not dropping and no no stupid 24 misses jokes at all yeah, over 29 yep but if they're not hitting the shots and James Harden isn't causing havoc in the paint this is going to be a very bad uh series for them so i mean i, I feel like i feel like the only way that they can actually put in work is if Westbrook comes back sooner than later. And and we're going to talk about quad injuries later. And, you know, I'm, I, I recover from a quad injury, and I know it's just a strain on, mm-hmm. on Westbrook's part. But, you know, if that strain turns into a, ru- a rupture, you know, which, of course, you don't want, I mean, anything could happen. I anything. hate that this happens. I hate that this happens to James Harden, which seems like every year now. Um, his His co-partner gets hurt some yep. form or fashion. Um, and they and, put all the blame on him, too, which is unfair. Which is unfair because he's carrying the team. He's leading the team in usage. We've talked about this. You know, all people hated the usage. People love the usage. You know, they hate the way he plays. They love the way he plays. People just what? complain for the sake of complaining. He's scoring. He's, he's exciting to watch. You know, it's not his fault that he can hit threes in a unorthodox fashion. Um, I think what he's done in the game is amazing, and that's him being on or off the Rockets. I think yep. what he's done has been truly amazing. I just think that this team, the way it's constructed, and I, I believe that this because this might be because this is Mike D'Antoni's potential last year, that they might not have made the necessary moves. But Mike probably just said, you know what, if I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out swinging. Just, just gonna, chuck yeah, up threes whenever you can. Chuck it up. Seven seconds or less. Uh, whatever you want to do, I'm with it, uh, and he's going to do it. So I'm interested to see what happens, um, but I'm really, really not the most confident, even though I know we have an MVP candidate. James really plays hard, but um, unless they go and bring um, somebody up from wherever, I, I just don't I just don't see it happening. You guys still have Tyson Chandler. They don't. They don't play Tyson for some reason. It's nope. so weird. Um, we. I mean, we have Tyson Chandler. I know we have. Um, well, we had um, a few other players, um, but I'm actually looking forward to seeing if he plays the Cephalosias, the Luba Mutes, the Demar Carrolls. Like this mm-hmm. is the time to bring those guys out because you know those are the gritty players that we might be able to play with. I want to see Chris Clemens. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see Chris Clemens, who's like one of the top scoring guards in basketball history, in college basketball history. 
Um, so I want to see Chris Clemens play, uh, but it, it's just it just depends on what Mike D'Antoni decides to do, and and that's why I, I'm not 100 percent sure what we're gonna do. But I don't want to spend too much time on my my Rockets. I definitely want to keep going. We got we had some game ones today. The aforementioned quote unquote upset of the number one Milwaukee Bucks, um, which I made the joke that they were going to knuck if you buck on the magic. <laughs> which I got a few laughs out of that one. But obviously the magic winning, and I, I told you this earlier, they probably it probably felt like a home game for them. Because it was a home game. Home. Yeah. yeah. They're home. The same for the, the heat, which we'll go into. This is Florida. They didn't, you know, like this is home for them. Yep. You know what I mean? So the Magic beat the Bucks 122 to 110. Giannis had a double double in the first half. Um, this is no fault of his own. He played no. very well. Uh, it seemed like the whole team played well. They just, I just think that the Magic had their ticket tonight. Yeah. And essentially, that's pretty much what happens. Like, the Magic heard everyone talking about, man, they're about to get shellacked. They're about to get destroyed. They're about to get mm-hmm. defeated free. Free. Super free. And if I'm a basketball club, if I'm a head coach, I'm going to put down a bulletin board. You know, we talk about this all the time with football. That's why you always watch what you have to say. Any given day, anybody can win or lose. It just depends how you show up. It's exactly. not that these aren't. It's not that these aren't NBA players, and I think that's where it comes in. Like people think that certain people are trash because they're not the top stars, but it's like at the end of the day, these are NBA players. These yes, are the, some of the best of the best. Although some aren't as good as others, in a wreck, they will wreck you. They will <laughs> destroy you horribly. Yeah. So, I always found that to be interesting. Like in the NBA, some players who seem average can come in and really dominate you in the wreck. Uh, so we got to watch our mouths. Yeah. Uh, so but, I'm like, I'm not worried about the Bucks right now. It's just game one. I'm not, like, I'm not come either. on. I'm not either. Come so on. the Heat just the Heat just beat the Pacers one thirteen to one hundred one. Yes. Um, I think that's going to really be a really good series. Um, they both teams have really really solid players. I mean, there's really nothing more I can say about that. Uh, it's one zero. Let's let's see what happens next game. We know yes. Jimmy Butler is pretty good. Obviously, Drogic had a great game. Tyler Hero had a pretty solid game. Tyler Hero, who like, should be in uh, Rookie of the Year conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like Bam Adebayo kind of had his way with Miles Turner a little bit. Yeah, which I would expect that to happen. Yeah, but hopefully Miles Turner can turn it around and, and play well as game two. Indiana is always one of those teams. Um, but it also looks like Oladipo only played nine minutes. Yeah, but well, Oladipo is still recovering. So let's just give them some time. Yeah. Let's give them some time. Uh, so it looks like earlier today, nope, that's it for today. So yesterday we had four games. Correct. Um, overtime win for the Nuggets over the Jazz. Um, obviously, the Jazz have their big three. Uh, I guess considered a, a, almost a four. If you had Jordan Clarkson in there, but the big no, the big number is fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. Number of points Donovan Mitchell put up on quote unquote Jamal Murray. 
who dropped 36 of his own. So it's not like. Yeah, this is another one of those. Okay, we're just, you know, using these things to try to create a story out of it. Like, it was a fun game to watch. Um, yeah. You know, and Donovan Mitchell had to put the team on his back to help them get back into the game because it looked like, you know, Denver was about to break this game open soon. Uh, all it took was like another shot. Uh, but then Denver went on a scoring slump. Uh, the Jazz was just scoring. And I mean, it went back and forth. We went into overtime. And I mean, Jamal Murray is a bad man. But the story after that is just, well, I mean, yeah, you did a great job. But Spot has dropped 57 on your team. Like, that's stupid. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. Especially, it's like, who cares? Exactly. Like, did, did, did he win, though? Did he win? Exactly. Next question. Next game. Next the game. The Raptors beat the Nets 134 to 110. Um, I personally feel like the Nets put all of their game one energy into beating the Trailblazers. Yes. Um, I feel like this is another situation of the media not giving a team enough credit. And you heard me talk about this all year long. They didn't give the Raptors any credit. They said, Kawhi is gone. They're going to suck. No, come on. That's what they said. That's what they said. We can go to the tapes. Granted, granted, granted. Although I like him as a player. I would have never guessed that Fred Blanfleet would put up 30 on any team this season. I wanted Fred Van Vliet to be a Nick. I have no, been on record saying this. I have watched those Wichita State games. I know how good he is. I remember. I just, with the talent around him, I would have never expected him to be the guy to score 30. That's all I Yeah. Not, not that he can't score 30. I was just surprised that he was the one who scored 30. And I, and that's why I think this game, I think game two might be a little closer. It's going to be a lot closer for game two. Yeah. Um, it gives the, the Nets a chance to try to, you know, regather themselves. As you mentioned, they were trying to end the Blazers series, uh, playoff dreams. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they're not going to go out with a whimper. Um and I and and with each game that the Raptors are playing, they're slowly but surely getting the basketball world's respect again, which is sad. True, true. But you want to know something? I'm so glad you said the word whimper. I felt in the fourth quarter of the next game between the Celtics and 76ers, I thought I saw for a glimmer of a second. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid pouting as if he was going to cry like he did when Kawhi hit the shot last season. And this is just game one. Like, I, I was like, is he about to cry right now after game one? So, you know, this is this is what I, because someone asked me, um, in fact, uh, PJ Brown, actually, one of our people from St. Peter, shout out to him, uh, mm-hmm. put up a picture of the matchups for the playoffs and he gave his predictions and I told him he actually agreed with me. I said, this is going to be a close series, but not for the right reasons. Because both teams has potential. 
And both teams have the ability to become overrated after this series is over. I can agree with that. How apropos that Al Horford left the Celtics to go to the 76ers. If they were to lose a series, it's like, uh, you know, that obviously is called irony. Yeah, and a little bit of karma in there. Um, but Joel Embiid did his thing, 26.16 rebounds. Obviously, his contract isn't up for a while, if I'm not no, mistaken. No, it's not. I could, I could see him leaving Philly or trying to get out of Philly. They're going to give him too much money. He's not going to leave. I could see him leaving. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. See it. With, that, with, the, with the pouting, uh, I could see it. I could see it happening. Um, but the last game here, the controversial one. Oh, boy. Uh, the Clippers and the Mavericks, which started kind of the same way it ended, in my opinion. Uh, but um, obviously, the one of the stories, Luka Doncic uh, scored the most points in a debut for the playoffs by mm-hmm. player. Uh, 42 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. Really good uh, company. Yeah, Porzingis, who was later on tossed out of the game, 14 points, six rebounds. Um, and that seemed to have been the major storyline that I think they're calling it the the asterisk, the what if Porzingis was still in the game kind of thing. I, I think I saw out there. Doc, what was the final score? 118 to 110. Did the Mavericks win? They did not. Did they have another quarter after KP was tossed to win the game? Yeah, it looks did, like did they, they did they not have a break between the quarters to try to regather themselves? No, without question. They then what are we talking about? We're talking about playoff basketball and trying to discredit the Clippers. Thank you. And that's exactly what I've been saying. You heard me say this. I've been saying that for the longest. <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely did. Um, and... It just didn't work. I mean, even though I didn't like the way the Clippers played a lot of the game. Yeah, they had some really like bad moments. I mean, um, outside of the first like two to three minutes, the fact that they uh, played Montrezl Harrell uh, like fifteen minutes, and he just he just looked like he was just. What is his first game back? Yeah, exactly. So like fifteen minutes, I probably wouldn't do fifteen. Like I probably would have yeah. did like six, seven minutes to get because he didn't have his basketball legs again. He, he really didn't. He uh, really didn't. It, it looked like a lot of people were struggling, a lot of missed shots, a lot of yeah. bad shots. Yeah. Really, really and, and they're gonna get it together. Like I'm not worried about it. But the fact that the media is trying to start to discredit and what what was the one thing I said about this playoffs? What did I say? What is the one thing I said? I said, if the Lakers win, they're not going to add an asterisk to it. If anyone else but the Lakers win, it's going to be an asterisk. And if by some reason the Clippers win, they're going to get the biggest asterisk. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, game two is tomorrow, which I like the way they're doing this. It's so fast. Yes. A lot of people are like, you know, I, I get to watch Four, three to four basketball games a day. Uh, I love awesome. it. I love it. This is gonna go so fast, and I think the way it's it's slated, it's like we might be they might be able to get this season over with, have a break, and then and then start the next season. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Which honestly, 
I'm okay. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I'm okay if all of sports shifts to where basketball doesn't coincide with football. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't coincide with hockey. Doesn't coincide with baseball. Well, baseball's a little bit harder because it's a longer season. Right, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm okay if basketball starts at a different time period. Okay. A year. Like, like, give these guys a break. This see if after this bubble stuff right here, give these guys a real break. Uh, don't make them come right back out and start a whole another season. Those guys are break, man. Come yeah. On, man. Um, but you want to go over some quick predictions? Yeah, let's let's uh, predict some of these uh, series real quickly. We have about six minutes left, so let's do this. All right, so. Let's go from the top here. Jazz Nuggets. I'm going to stick with the Nuggets. I'm going to stick with the Nuggets as well, too. As much as I like the Jazz and what they've been able to do, um, it's just something about their pace of play that can definitely hurt them. And even though they bred into overtime against the Nuggets, uh, scoring is still one of their biggest issues. I feel like the Nuggets just have it together. Their core pieces, they've been playing together for a while. And I just think the Joker is going to be the major difference over Gobert. The coronavirus king. Oh. Raptors, Nets, sir. Raptors. Um, I think the Raptors could win in five. I think the Nets are definitely gonna get one game in, but this is gonna one. be this is gonna be a really fun series to watch, and this should start giving the Raptors some credit again. Even though if they, yeah, I'm not gonna go there. So let's go to the next yeah, series because I hate that that next season we're gonna get a completely different Nets team. Um, I'm not feeling Kyrie, KD, and LeBird. I feel like they're going to collapse. And DeAndre. And DeAndre. I think that's just too much, but we'll see how it works next season. But, of course, I'm going Raptors in five as well. Uh, next series here, 76ers versus Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. No explanation after that. Celtics. Yeah, this will be seven, the end be of the process. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I would go that far. This will be know. the end of the process. Uh, I think I feel like they ended the process after Markel Fultz, um, but I don't think I would, I would have ended the process too. After that, I'm joking. I'm joking. Markel Fultz definitely resurrected his career, so I'm really happy for him. Without question. Then we got the Mavericks versus the Clippers. Clippers, Clippers in six. Clippers in six. I'm interested to see what KP does the next time he plays. If he goes off, like if he has the ability to go off, because I know he's dealing with some injuries. Uh, but Clippers, yeah, Clippers in six does sound pretty good. Um, Magic versus Bucks. <laughs> Bucks and five. Uh, I'm gonna say Bucks and six. I think that Magic might steal one more. Um, I would even say, hey, maybe the Magic can push it to seven. I wouldn't be surprised. They were able to do well without Fournier playing well. I, I'm actually okay with that. Uh, Heat versus Pacers. Heat. Victor Oladipo yeah. isn't isn't the Victor Oladipo from last year, unfortunately, and yeah. TJ Warren isn't there yet. And the Heat has turned it up. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> the Heat turned up the Heat. <laughs> they're, they're, they're locked in. I, I don't see it. I don't see that happening either. I'm gonna go Heat. I might actually go Heat with the sweep. Mm, I'm gonna go Heat and and uh, I'll say five. I'll say five. That's taking a safe bet. I'm going with the sweep. Uh, okay, last two here. We got Thunder and the Rockets. Thunder. I'm going. I hate it. I hate Thunder in six. Thunder. James Harden. James Harden will build two games. 
I, I can agree with If that. Westbrook I comes back, then Thunder is seven. Westbrook's not going to go out like a punk. And the last series here, Trailblazers and the Lakers. Trailblazers in seven. I want to see that. I really do. I I, I would love to see that. I'm going to go Lakers in six. Um, I think Anthony Davis somehow is going to will the Lakers to win. I don't know if it's going to be LeBron. I don't think it's going to be LeBron. I think it's, it is going to be on Anthony Davis' shoulders. I want the Blazers to win. The referee's not going to allow the Lakers to lose. You hear, you hear me say this now. That's exactly what's going to happen, and you're going to watch the games, and I'm going to be right. But my prediction is still Blazers in seven. Yeah, I'm going to see what happens here. Um, I don't think it's going to matter, but I, I, I do hope that the Trailblazers win, but I think the Lakers are going to win in six. And that is how the cookie crumbles with the NBA playoffs. And we'll be right back with the two-minute drill. Ladies and gentlemen, at the end of every show, we like to do what's called the two-minute drill, where we go over stories and headlines that we didn't get a chance to cover during the show. Uh, this week, we had the unfortunate injury to defensive tackle from the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Mc Gerald McCoy, as he ruptured his right quad tendon. Prof? And dollar dollar bills, y'all. The top two tight end in the NFL got paid. George Kittle reached a five-year, $75 million extension with the San Francisco 49ers. And NFL Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs uh, gave tight end Travis Kelsey a four-year, $57.25 million extension as well. Back to you, Doc. Also didn't mention Gerald McCoy was actually released or placed on the IR list today as well. He was cut. Um, he was cut. Perfect. Uh, here we go. Moving on. San Diego Chargers, excuse me, L.A. Chargers, uh, pass rusher Melvin Ingram plans to hold out um, unless new a new deal is brought to the table. Prof? <laughs> and finally for me, uh, future Hall of Famer of the UFC, Daniel Cormier, announced his retirement following his championship fight uh, at UFC 252. And lastly here, two coaches are already removed from the NBA coaching pool here as Alvin Gentry and Jim Boylan are no longer with their respective teams, Chicago and New Orleans. Um, those teams will be looking for new coaches soon. Um, but that is all we have for today's show. Be sure to tune in next week for more news, more debate, and more reads. Thank you for listening to Debate Amongst Friends. Give us a follow on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to all of our Debate Amongst Friends podcasts here on Anchor, as well as Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. And like we always say, goodbye, and to all, a good night. LASG.